coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I had a And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. You're listening to the dulcet tones of River by Joni Mitchell. She's singing with the Canadian Chamber Choir. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Eve, Eve. It's that time. <laughs> As Betty said says it's the most wonderful time of the year my beloved paul's birthday i know (laughs) yes and elena says alas paul and i share the same month elena day is the 31st new year's eve baby just made it for the time for taxes (laughs) that's right (laughs) ashley's working this morning she can only stop by to say hello I hope you're doing well. I'm sending you big hugs, Ashley. Yes, yes. And thank you for your greeting yesterday, Ashley. Appreciate it. It was lovely. Really. Yes. So. Anna's on. Shell, of course, and, joining us. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yes, it is Paul's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Paul. May you and, and Elizabeth find your way together. <laughs> the chair. <laughs> anyway, it's it's uh, it is it's a crazy morning for me. I just barely made it out of bed this morning. <laughs> As Betty says today, the angels get their wings, and hopefully, the angels will be helping you through the podcast, Pammy. Oh, God, the coffee's got to be hot and strong right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. uh We were toying with the idea of having a party for Paul today, but we couldn't have a party without our beloved Betty. And that is true. And actually, today is Paul's birthday. Excuse me. I, I stand or sit drinking coffee correctly. <laughs> you have correct. Not that the coffee, coffee. not I not corrected coffee, just coffee, comma, corrected. My coffee is corrected, so I'm happy to report <laughs> that out. I thought it would be well, a little festive go. this morning before heading into uh, preparations. My daughter's having a holiday get-together this evening um, at our house, so getting things ready for that. 
And Anna's making last grocery list. Yes, Anna, that will be happening later after the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, decorating. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been decorating. And we've been decorating. <laughs> Have you been decorating? And we've just been decorating. That's, you know... Are we going to be here for Christmas dinner? No, um, <laughs> but that's okay. We uh, tomorrow we're going to a a place in Malvern, Pennsylvania. To, I think it's I, I want to say it's a Great American Pub, but it's not. It's something else. Might be Miguel Cutting. I don't know. From twelve to four for the. McClatchy get-together, since there are so many in that family, and they all get together right before each holiday so that they can celebrate all together, and then they go off on their separate ways on mm-hmm. Christmas. And then Miss um, Marion and I are, I think, going to be, uh, I thought she was coming over today. But I, 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 there's a mix-up, and, and Sally and I have to talk later about that. Okay, and, so you might uh, have some free time today. Oh, That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, then tomorrow, uh, Saturday, Sunday, we go to uh, Mayor's house, or sister's house, for dinner. So we, we're not cooking either, so that's... Yeah. What can I tell you? And uh, so that that's where I am. And I see that Caleb is home for Christmas. And that is fantastic. It's such a great news. Strong hugs to you and the family. Cancer-free is one of the best blessings, as shall noted. Mm -hmm. A cancer-free Christmas. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And then... So that's that's what my holiday plans are, and my my tree is up in my room. It's decorated. I just need to be able to spend time there to enjoy it. Nice. And my Hallmark movies. Too. Yes. Well, you might have a chance to have a little respite this afternoon. I'm hoping that's wonderful. That could be. That yep. could be. I'm hope. Yeah, because I um I since I put it up, I've had very little time to to do anything up there, but that's okay. Um, what else am I doing? Oh, <laughs> and dear ladies and germs and Mr. and Mrs. America across the sea, <laughs> Leslie, and, <laughs> Leslie and I. Oh my gosh, Pam. <laughs> yes, well, what can I tell you? Leslie and I have planned to get cards out to everybody. And back in the beginning of December, um, we had ordered them from Shutterfly. Early, early. Early, like December 3rd, December 5th, somewhere in that date, we ordered them. I think December 3rd, and they shipped December 5th. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they never showed up, and they never showed up, and I contacted Shutterfly to see where they were, and so they gave me a refund on the cards and told told me I should do New Year's cards because it's time of year where everybody's cards want to be out yesterday. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. They gave me the, the thing and, and Leslie and I were trying to figure out what we were going to do. 
and I get a notice that they're sitting in my post office box and they'll be delivered today. So if you get a card from us, it, it's going to be a little late, but it's, it's there. <laughs> the saga of Shutterfly. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the thought that counts, right? That's right. But I do apologize. I, I'll take the I'll take the heat for being for them being late. <laughs> so, and I can honestly say this: that's the only thing that was late because I did get all my Christmas shopping done before Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm still in process on that. But I have, I have the <laughs> we have the majority of it done. So, mm-hmm. Abe and I are going to be hitting a couple stores probably later today or tomorrow um yeah so it, I'm, I'm seeing that anna had lunch yesterday after picking uh caleb and seth up from the airport with her sister seth commented he was the odd man out at the table the only one without having had cancer let's keep it that way yes absolutely yes um I'm so glad you guys are okay, but I think the fact that there was uh, that many incidents of cancer in your family makes me concerned. Anna, we already talked about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Betty says that you could pamper yourself today. Make it a pampering day, Pam. Manny and Pet, if you have time. Actually, my my sister and I did that on Thursday. Nice. Do you have a nice... Do you have a yes. place you like to go down there? I can't remember the name of the place my friend goes. She really likes it. Oh. There are a lot of great places. I just go be- to the one that's convenient in the shopping center called Trans. Nice. I they're they're Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my salon that I go to. D Nails uh, is owned by a Vietnamese yeah. family, and it was it really was remarkable going and finding them because when I walked in, I realized that the couple who owns the shop are parents of a kid that went to kindergarten and preschool with my kids. And wow, I hadn't seen them for many years. And I just said, it's good to see you, Peter. <laughs> And, uh, and that was several years ago and they're just the best, they're sweetest family. Um, and they're, they're actually excellent, um, and excellent nail technicians. So, so I hope you get to go. I hope you get to have a little Manny Petty fun or did you already do that? We already did it. We did it Thursday. We both got the same color. Now, I usually, when I get my nails done, I usually like to get a gel nail because it's um, it stays mm-hmm. longer, doesn't chip, you know, and you can walk out and put your hands in your pocket, whatever. And um, <clears throat> and I don't do, uh, you know, I don't do it that often, to be very honest with you, because I know that the ultra light can be tough on your on mm-hmm. the nails and stuff. But... Um, my sister hasn't had hadn't had a manicure for a number of years because in in her nursing position, there are times when you know she's in with somebody who has got a very low probability of, of staying healthy. 
nail polish can tend to affect that as far as germs and bacteria that gathers in your, na your nail beds. So she hasn't had a manicure for a long time. And, uh, and she's never had a gel manicure. So, so we're walking out, you know, and she's like, the hands straight out. I don't have to put them under a dryer. <laughs> I said, no, Patty, you've already done that. Oh, you sure this won't chip? I said, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. I, I, I discovered gel polish when I was still doing my part-time serving gig at the and uh -huh. game changing if you're doing anything absolutely that affects your hands and, and uh, you know my my polish would chip within like a day or two because of going in and out and dishes and um yeah it, it's a game changer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is yeah. a game changer. we're looking at other folks uh, and what they're doing i mean i'm staying i'm staying local for the holiday itself we're going to do something quiet at home go see mom of course mm -hmm. um having the kids' friends over today, which will be fun. Uh, and I may be doing a little traveling over the next week. So may actually be heading to Western PA, Anna, if you're around. Just a little heads up. And uh, possibly we, we might be going up uh, to visit my friend Chris Reese, uh in Rhode Island. Um, possibly. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. well, stay that's tuned. good. Yeah, that's good. We'll see. We'll see. And it looks and Elena is saying that she's lying low there. The hub and I are fine, but she has several close friends down with COVID yeah. and doing the best to stay upright. Good for yes. you. Um, my daughter uh, had COVID life are coming. about mm -hmm. oh, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. So I haven't seen my mom yet. I'm, I'm kind of out of the 10 day clear period. Um, just didn't want to risk it with her being compromised. So very excited mm -hmm. to uh, say that none of us got COVID from my, my daughter. <laughs> and I'm hoping that's healthy a good thing. throughout the holiday. And I have a nice, um, it's a red, not a red, red. Uh, a red. The color, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> To paraphrase uh, Mr. Blanding's dream house when uh, Myrna Roy is sitting there saying, they're talking to the uh, contractor about paint for her kitchen. She goes, white. Not a white white. And and maybe like a little bit of an eggshell white. Or maybe a white with the, you know, she mm -hmm. goes on and on. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great scene. <laughs> Betty says burgundy, question mark? No, no, it's uh, more of an orangey red. I, I tend to go towards the corals, uh, but it, it is a red. Um, and if I'm wearing red, because normally I wear a very neutral color, like a, I think OPI, I think it was, or SE had a uh, pink that was called Battle Oh, Supper yes, that's fun. For years. Yeah, I, of that I, I usually wear. Uh, so, I will say that... Um, Cheryl loves candy apple red, which I've seen that color. It's really a really pretty. It is a very pretty um, color. And Cheryl also notes that um, we might want to start wearing face masks again. I think some of us have, um, if we're sitting out in an area for a long time or 
if whatever, mm-hmm. if you're in a crowd, Betty still wears her face mask, which I can totally mm-hmm. understand being in, being in the big city um, with a lot mm-hmm. of people around you. And Elena says she agrees. She's been wearing hers when she's out shopping for several um, days now, weeks now, several mm-hmm. weeks now. And Betty got red polish for her pedicure. There you go. Now that I will do all the time for my feet. Nice. When I do my feet. I don't do my, uh, my, my feet are so gross anyway. So we'll, that's another story. In and that's why you take thing. care. It's a pampering. Uh, a podiatrist will be the one that will be dealing yes. with my feet. So. Well, that's important too. So. And she'll note she still wears her mask at work on the bus in the grocery store. And Anna, it's interesting you said that because I was just going to say the same thing at UPMC, which is University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which is a health um, a healthcare system that's all over the state of Pennsylvania. Um, on the 20th, instituted wearing masks. I was on their website and I saw their notice that they are asking people to wear masks when they're coming into the facilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna says, hate feet, love shoes. And Cheryl said she always wore red polish and her teachers called her fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Cheryl was always called Hoochie Mama. <laughs> War, Hoochie, Hoochie Mama, Mama Red. red. Hoochie. Red's such a classic color for nails. It's really beautiful. It is. So it's, it's also a classic lip cover color, and I've never I I've never liked myself with mm-hmm. lipstick. It is it is a classic. You you are correct. You know, especially if you're wearing all black, that then that it just pops out. I just have I've never been able to wear. It. My mother used to wear it every mm-hmm. now and then, and my, she also used to wear orange. Oh yeah, which. Actually, for her was I was going to say orange looks great on some people and terrible on other people. Um, Betty likes to experiment with the colors for her pedicure: light green, light purple, pink, red, dark blue, gray. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And she loves red lipstick. I'm with you, Betty. I'm with you on. Mm -hmm. I love doing different colors for my pedicure. I've I've taken the purple off of my nails for our dance performance a couple weeks ago and let giving them a little time to breathe. Uh, And my, Mm -hmm. my blue pedicure is now chipping. So got to wear, I wore the blue for my Penn state Nittany lions, as you know, of course, course. who are going to the peach bowl bowl. and hopefully isn't, are are you going down? No, no. Um, it's in, actually, it's in Atlanta. So if I was going down, I would have mm-hmm. seen if we could have connected with Cheryl. Um, so you're going to see all kinds of Penn State people down there, Cheryl, just warning you. And mm-hmm. old Miss. Mm-hmm. So it's good. lots of, mm-hmm. lots of hoopla down, uh, I guess, is at the Mercedes-Benz Arena also. I think they have, a, I think they also have a Mercedes-Benz sta- stadium. They have one in, uh, New Orleans as well. So. I remember the days of the, as a little girl growing up, you know, growing up in Philadelphia, you always have it on New Year's Day, the, the Mother's yes. Parade. Yeah. And I'll be very honest with you. I, 
I was, I went to it once. I will never go back again. <laughs> um, and I did not go with the New Year's Eve one. This was in 1976. They did a special mummers to commemorate the uh, 4th of July. The 200th. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, I know how to do the mummer strut. My grandfather was a mummer at one point in time in his life. So, and he taught me, of course, and, uh, which that's all well and good, but, um, I don't like it, to be honest with you. It, it just drives me nuts. And in the winter time, it's usually five degrees out when it's, they're coming up, going up the street and who wants to stand and sit in five degree weather. I, I always watched the Orange Bowl Parade and the Rose Bowl yeah. Parades. They were my favorite. And the Cotton Bowl Parade. And I did watch the games every now and then, but only for the halftime show. <laughs> I The football didn't interest me, but I loved the marching bands. Well, so. the parades are fun to watch. Uh, I love that. And the, I'm weird. the Rose Bowl. I'm weird. The Rose Parade's always beautiful. Mm -hmm. Anna, we're still talking nail colors, too. Um, and Shell... And Cheryl both agree with Betty about the red lipstick. Red is a power color, mm -hmm. uh, Shell noted, but Shell wears neither polish or lipstick. Uh, a natural woman. Very nice. There um, you go. That's usually and me. Anna says, I usually do three coordinated colors in a manicure with one or two glitters and a few add-ons. So you go with the full, the full range oh. of artistic expression. I love it. I used to work with a woman whose nails were so long. I don't know how she typed. I'm serious. I mean, it, it, they were maybe an inch long mm. from the tip oh, of her finger. That I've out. seen. I've seen women with really long nails type, and I'm just in awe. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how she did it. There were other things I wasn't sure how she did. Uh, and how do you how do you do dishes with nails that long without breaking them? You have a dishwasher. And, but you still have to put your hands in water for certain well, things. <laughs> you get someone else to do it for you, I guess. Um, she didn't have that. But the other thing she used to do, she used to, this used to crack me up. She had this pinky ring that had a chain on it that went to a charm where they drilled into her nail, the tip of the nail, and they added the charm there. And that would stay there for as long as she wanted it to be there. But um, <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm like, and then as the nail grew out, you know, the chain got tighter, and then they would they would take it off, yeah. take it off. But it was, I, I was like, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, that I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. <laughs> well, well, Betty's no that she can't have long nails and um, Anna does her own during zooms which is impressive and Betty mm -hmm. said she couldn't wear fake eyelashes or put on eyeliner on her eyes um, Cheryl's recommending magnetic lashes which I think would be I do want to try that because I can't do the eyelashes either I've not really tried to put I've only had someone put eyelashes on me I haven't done that I've always kind of shied away from it because of my contacts. Um, mm -hmm. She said, I'm in long nails do things reminds me of Voldemort holding his wand. 
And Cheryl wants to know, how do you wipe your privates? Uh, that is one of my questions as well. <laughs> I don't think that's someone you usually would walk up and something. You, you know, you don't ask, but I it just like, oh my God. I mean, I've seen, I've seen young girls with nails so long. I, I, you know, like they're like, you know, teenagers. Yeah. They're not really women, women, women yet, older women. Mm. women. But their nails are so long, and you sit down and go, oh, my God, how do you feel? <laughs> well, Shell, Shell responded very carefully. Cheryl. Oh, my God, yes. Oh. Oh my and God, Cheryl yes. said once she was at a friend's, and her mom cut the eggs for the tuna salad with her nails. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> well, I guess that's a multi-use uh, weapon there. True. And it said that probably an acrylic fingernail, probably. Probably. And see, when I was growing up, my mom, my mom and dad said to me, because I was like, I got to grow my nails long. You know, everybody's got to grow their nails long at some point in their life. And my, and I, I was young. I wasn't 13 yet. I know that. And my mom told me that the only way I would be allowed to have long fingernails, and they really weren't that long, but they were long for me, mm -hmm. um, is that you had to make sure that your hands and your nails were clean. Yes. So ever since that day, all my life, I have used a fingernail brush. Yes. Nails. Whether, I, whether they're long or short. And that's, it was a habit I got into and I've never stopped. I may not do a lot of facial stuff, but I do take care of my nails. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, it's it's important. It's a health. It really is a health issue. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm just laughing at these uh, comments here. Elena says that's kind of gross on the eggs thing. Yuck. Uh huh. And Shell said, uh, "Yuck, cutting food with nails. Call the health department." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not eating that tuna salad, Anna said. <laughs> Cheryl notes, I never had anything from that family again. <laughs> Cheryl, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. kudos for creative mom, but I'm hopefully she was using a nail brush and scrubbing, 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 because I do, I cringe at the I, thought. I really do. I really, yeah. really do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so anywho, we should probably get on with the news from our, uh, our beloved our traveling, author, our traveling author. Yeah. We, <laughs> and uh, Betty said, you we, know, the professor would not stay quiet if he saw someone do that to the eggs. <laughs> no, he would not. And he would, he would probably have thrown it right in the trash too. Mm -hmm. Um, in front of the person, even. So, our, so also I wanted to make sure that we, everyone who is celebrating a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year to all. He was in a hurry yesterday because he was traveling, so when he responded back to us. so And he also wants to wish safe travels to everybody who may be traveling as well. Um, he said, there's a lot, a lot of news on this end, other than I'm finishing up the Advent reading and we'll be transitioning to the 12 Days of Christmas reading in the same volume on Christmas Day. Uh, I hope to post a final Advent reflection on Sunday. 
He is continuing to work on his book, and I had hoped to release it before the end of the year, but it's still a work in process. Hopefully, it will be, it will be released in 2024. Uh, also, he is looking for the forward to the re-release of the ebook of the Roman. That mm-hmm. is a book. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the Roman was like, whoa, but uh, it was great. So, and that is the news of the hour. I'm really happy he's writing. Hopefully. And traveling. Mm -hmm. And uh, Betty says, wait a minute, the boss is traveling? Mm -hmm. Doesn't Santa travel a lot this weekend? (laughs) Could it be Santa equals the boss? Well, it could be. Could be. Sounds legit, Betty, is what Shell noted. I think Mm -hmm. you may be on to something. A man of mystery. Mm-hmm. Spreading joy throughout the world. Absolutely, it sounds like a job SR could do. It sounds like a job. I know. Yeah, oh, well, he already does. He really does. He does that every day. So, good for him. That is good for him. You know, people are nail chain sounds chain. like an accident waiting to happen. I'm sure it was. <laughs> and um, Betty said the boss writing his music to our ears, and Cheryl knows. I don't That's think true. our people do this, but some authors' fans really put pressure on people about getting books out. And we're always really mindful of that. We're excited that he's mm-hmm. writing, but in good time, you know, we'll, yeah, you we'll know, be he, open and receptive it, to the book whenever um, when produces it. it. Um, Cheryl notes they were really hard on Carrie and Cole. I felt bad for her if she read the comments. I it's hugely unfair and very entitled for fans to uh, put these expectations on authors. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there is, we, we have an author that's very responsive to fans. Um, and I think that we should just be respectful of Absolutely. across the board. All the authors, you can be excited. And I think next book in a series, I get that you're excited to hear what happens next. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're all human here. That's exactly right. So, <laughs> thank you, Goonie and Burke. Um. So yeah. So anyway, so he, uh, you know, and he has been writing. It's it's taken him a while for this book, which is. Which is fine. I mean, I you know we had the pandemic when he started, right. and he uh, you know with passion flicks with the movies and everything that were going around. There were he was he was in a, he had a, his finger in a lot of pies, let's say. Yeah, and then not being able to travel when he likes to, and that's one of the things he likes to do when he's was doing research for books, is to travel to the places where he's going to be writing about. And I think it was last summer that he was finally able to do any real traveling. So very happy yeah. for him yes. that he's doing that. And uh, and I know I and I know he announced that he is going to be using gel uh, to do the uh, covers, the book cover. So that'll be great. It will be. He announced that a, couple, a while. That's ago. really good. But, and she does. She does great work. She really does. 
Betty notes, all good things come to those who wait. We have the film, the book app that is plenty to keep the fans busy and entertained. And Shell notes Mm -hmm. that SR says it's a work in progress. Some authors give a deadline Mm -hmm. and when they don't live up to it, then I can understand some anger. But life happens. And I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is true. And, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. The pandemic really, for creative people, it really put a lot of them on a, on a, on a tailspin. Um, yeah, I know Phil, as, as much as he loves to paint, he just, there were days when he was just not, you know, he would make sure it was the mechanics of going and actually mm-hmm. painting for him. But the imagination and the spark wasn't where it should have been during those days. And and he's the first to admit that. I, I remember him, t- we, we talked about it one time. So, and now that he still gets out to the Reading Terminal Market, and I don't, with the crowds down there, I don't know how he does it, but he does. Well, so That I'm inspires just, him. And I think without inspiration. It does. Um, I think you're right. The pandemic was really rough on some creatives. Other creatives were thriving in that environment that just gave them all the focus they needed. And, you know, I I think everybody's process is different and everybody has inspiration and finds inspiration in different areas. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And good morning, Kenzie. Well, good morning, Miss Kenzie. How are you? Glad you could join us. We're just about ready to start the chapter. And it's, yes, quite, it's quite the chapter so. today. Uh, things getting a little hot and heavy in, uh, in, in Whoville? <laughs> yes, in uh, Gabriel and Julia land. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yeah, it really is. So, so let's start chapter 27 of Gabriel's redemption, um, which we have seen on in the film. Uh, I think, was that part, that was chapter, that was part two, I believe this was in part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this part, I think, I, yeah, I think it was. Yes. I think we're just coming out of part two, going into part two yes. in the book. Yes, yes. As Betty says, fireworks in Emerson land. <laughs> uh, yep. And she noted that we can always work on our fan fiction stories. Professor Singer, Ava, and Crystal walk into a bar. <laughs> Okie dokie. That would be uh, Yes. And, and Kenzie said, Jell will be doing edits for the quotes. And she does a great job. Mm-hmm. She does. really has is a she very talented does. artist. So, Gabriel strode into the master suite, found Julia for bed, and the ensuite. And he looked up at her and asked, "Are you still on your cycle?" And she stated, "She finished yesterday." So, dominant Gabriel told Julia to take all your clothes off and lie in the bed. And when at him, he said, now. So I thought this was a very interesting going from 
earlier in the day when Julia had this very emotional response and reaction um, to a letter from mm-hmm. Paul and and the whole discussion between Gabriel and Julia about honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think um, I found it interesting, but I'm not surprised that Gabriel wanted to uh, kind of take control of the situation a little bit. Plus, I think a little bit. He, uh, I think he wanted his wife physically to be true. So as she yeah, felt his yeah. eyes burning into her, she did exactly what she was told. I think she probably was right there with him. It's been a couple days. She was on her cycle. They haven't had any chance uh, for canoodling. So I think she was as ready as he was. And Mango's mm-hmm. joining us for the chat. Hi. Hi, Mango. And happy Festivus. For the rest of us. That's right. <laughs> the, uh, I've got the aluminum pole waiting, and, uh, and it's not for dancing on. <laughs> uh, it looks like Julia forgot Paul's no longer talking to her. <laughs> I think you're right, Betty. Mm. And Shell notes that Gabriel is ready for some sexual healing. Cue Marvin Gaye on that one. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so glad too. you were able to join us this morning, Mango. I still keep thinking about going for tomato pie, so Pam and I will have to reach out to you um, if you're around over the next couple weeks. Maybe we could do that. Um. Yes. Yes. So he asked Julia to lay on her stomach and close her eyes. And she was a bit nervous, but with her eyes closed, her senses were on high, taking away the sense of sight, right? Really accentuating the others. She could feel the fresh air from an open window. And then she heard his footsteps. So she's kind of tuning in and wondering what he has planned for her because Gabriel never disappoints, right? Especially in the bedroom. So the music started and she heard the Look of Love by Diana Krall. That is impressive, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Add that to your list of talents. Yes. Whistling? So okay. Julia opened her eyes and the lights were out and there were candles lit all around the room. Gabriel set the scene as he always does. I, and I love the attention to detail in mm-hmm. the setting of the scene, setting of the mood, making things, preparing things for a very special um, encounter. I love the way that Gabriel does that. I think that's very thoughtful of him and caring of mm-hmm. him. I think that's something he does to show his love. You can tell that there was a lot of research done for this. Story. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask SR about his research and I didn't. On- uh-huh. There were so many questions I wanted to ask SR on this. And I was like, no, I can't. Well, you, I, you, you know the question. <laughs> I, I do, ask. and I was nowhere near going to be asking. I was not going to ask our beloved author that. Um, 
You're making me blush, Pat. I made myself blush with that. <laughs> Kenzie, hide your ears because you already think you're corrupted enough. <laughs> In terms of the uh, Diana Krall album, Betty... He has the uh-huh. album. I bought it when I was in high school. Imagine my surprise when I read the song and artist after having the album so many years ago. Yeah, I love the way I love the way he incorporated the music. Eyes closed was the next thing she heard from Gabriel. And Shell notes there was cranberry juice for their initial coupling, so he is the king of detail. Yes, he is. And- She felt the bed move and Gabriel was putting a pillow under her hips and he was pleased with what he saw and was kissing her from dimple to dimple to the base of her spine. And then he placed another pillow under her breast and stretched her arms out. And Gabriel felt like he was looking at a piece of art. He was. Uh, He stroked her back and then her bottom and legs. And we asked SR, why did Gabriel decide to treat Julia to a massage and a night of passion? Was it in response to Paul's letter? And he said, I think Gabriel thought it was the right time for them to explore, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot. So I think... Well, there were a lot. Yeah, I think think he wanted to treat her. I think he wanted to pamper her. Um, Mm -hmm. And he wanted to show how he felt about her. So as he was stroking Mm -hmm. her back and her bottom and her legs, and and that definitely is a really um, calming and therapeutic as well as, in this, this is a very Mm -hmm. sensual massage. So... The music changed to sings, I burn for you. And I have to say, who else, whenever you hear that phrase now, just goes right to Bridgerton? I do. If I get right That's true. anywhere, <clears throat> That's true. I, go right, I go right to that scene. I burn for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You could say that all day. Yes. So, Part Season three will be coming out soon. Yes. Yes. So, Gabriel... As the music was playing, yes, Simon, Betty said, yes, 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 yes. So Gabriel asked if she trusted him, and Julia said yes. And this made him happy because he was looking forward to getting reacquainted, as he said, Um, which Mm -hmm. made me laugh. He always... (laughs) It's such it's such a professor thing to say, right? I think it oh, yes. just um, personifies his uh, his essence and his personality when he said that in a flirtation. Are you talking about Gabriel or, or using the usage of a thesaurus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Gabriel. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> As Anna says, Gabriel has a PhD in several disciplines. <laughs> and ben, this is and ben true. Said, Me, not as much as I trust Paul, but <laughs> oh my gosh, Betty, you and of your course. love of Paul, it's so cute. Um, so after a few moments, she felt him get off of the bed, 
and heard his clothes dropping to the floor. And she opened her left eye and she could see her naked husband, a sight she always enjoyed. She closed mm -hmm. her eyes again. So one of the other questions we asked SR was about the music. And we said, you included the work of Diana Krall and Sting to set the mood of the chapter. Why did you choose these artists and their songs? And SR said, I think that both Diana Krall and Sting helped set a certain tone with their music. As I said, well researched. I know. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Well, yes. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I, I, I don't. I can't. I can't whistle. I burn for you, <laughs> just at the moment because I, I did listen to the song, but I'm like somewhere in La La Land today because of the way I woke up. <laughs> <clears throat> Which isn't unusual these days. Uh, normally, I don't get out of bed anymore until 10 o'clock in the morning. It's scary well, as that is. Well, you know, rest is rest, so that's good. Rest is rest, yes. and And I think mm -hmm. the fact that, I mean, SR has chosen such beautiful music whenever he references things in the book. Um, yeah, he You does. know, he does. besides the Nine Inch Nails song, um, which is another kind of... Uh, which was I heard used in another something I was watching not too long ago. I heard that. In the, in I actually like in the, the song. Movie. I really think it's a great song. It's just expressing something very anti uh, this sensual mood. It is definitely not. It's yeah, not. Uh, it's not a a sensual soothing. Yeah. Now I. I had a boyfriend that used to play a lot of the Doobie Brothers, Ian Anderson, <laughs> don't ask. Mm -hmm. But that's another story. For another time, for another, another time. for your book, Pam. Yeah, uh, yeah that, I think that'll be in, in um, volume 27 of the Encyclopedia. The Panopedia. Well, and, you know, in terms of the music, yeah. Mango notes <clears throat> that both singers have sensual voices, which I think definitely Shell notes mm -hmm. the intensity of their voice. And Betty said, I get the look of love, but I burn for you is not a musical choice that I would make. Uh, Lena notes, Asar is a king of detail. <laughs> and Elena says, okay, heading for a cold shower after this chapter. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my know, gosh. I mean, I have seen the police in person, and it was before they ever hit the big time as the uh, CBGBs in New York City. Back. So that was a long, too, way too long ago. But all right. So anyway, to get back to the story, and, and Sting's very gorgeous. Then, by the way, he's he still is to a point. Um, uh, she heard something rubbing, and not that from you know the movie White Christmas. He heard the, he heard something liquid go into his hands, and uh, he's rubbing them together, and all of a sudden the bed moves again, and he starts massaging her, and her neck and down her back, and he says he asked if she liked that, and she did, and he was using satsuma and sandalwood. Now I've never spelled satsuma, 
I don't think. Sandalwood, I love. I I I used to use sandalwood it and is everything. A, and I it's a very, it, so, you know. um, it's a very relaxing, very. It, it really is, I think, just right for this, um, for the scene, for their for their time together in this chapter. Absolutely, and Mango's saying, read the read the chapter, watch the scene in the movie, and then see if you're able to forget about all the things you have to do by Christmas. <laughs> I love Mango. Yeah, it's like, what time is it? What day is it? <laughs> uh huh. Goodness. Oh gosh! Um, Get out so, the fans, it, it, but this Get was out just the like the, yes. So this was just like the first time they were together. If you remember, their first time they were together, he used the Setsuma and Sandalwood with, with mm-hmm. her as well. Um, she thanked him, but he had only just begun. You've only just begun to <laughs> Um, we we took his time worshiping her body. And their nakedness would make her move too deep in the contact. But as she did, he would chuckle and move oh, away from her. Oh, such a tease. Such a tease. Such a tease. He wanted to draw out the he wanted to make. He wanted to make it last. Well, Shell says, <laughs> I think here Julia realizes her effect on Gabriel. And she uses her power wisely. And I think that's right. Yes, and I think does. that is a part of why Gabriel did this, too. Power mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and to make her feel more confident. I think every time he he wants to show his affection and love for her, um, even yes. yes, he does. Look, Gabriel, a woman is starving so. for your touch. No teasing, Betty said. <laughs> Just it's exactly. the anticipation. So, and, but but not that I know about these things. It's been a long time. Um, <clears throat> so should, you know, so he, he had only just begun and she was drifted into an almost unconscious state and, uh, as, and he was kissing her neck and he could feel the, his body on top of hers and he asked if it was too much and, and to tell him if it, it was, in which, you know, she was probably in another world, so she didn't answer right. really. But I that and while they she communicate, pref- and I think that is also a really, and this is also a part of communication. Mm-hmm. It's not a verbal communication, but yeah, it is part of communication mm-hmm. between a couple. Yeah. Um. Well, and while she preferred preferred a full frontal contact with him, there was something about him stretched out on top of her like a second skin that got. I him. loved. I loved that sentence. I loved I just think demonstrative mm-hmm. stretch. It is very demonstrative. Like a second skin. I don't know. I just thought that was a good scent. And yes, Betty, Paul would probably do as much teasing as Gabriel does. <laughs> I would hope to, to the woman he loves. <laughs> as, uh, what was it? Edward V or Edward VI said about Wallace Simpson. So when he heard her breathing uh, shallow, using his knees, he spread her legs apart. Brenda, good morning, Brenda. The, welcome. You came at a good time in the chapter. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> yeah. Now there, this is where my question comes in. This is this this, this end. 
When he heard her breathing shallow, using his knees, he spreads her legs apart and reaching around of her thigh and we all know what happens there pushed himself in the train goes into the tunnel <laughs> oh gosh the rocket ship goes in the air and explodes no um <clears throat> and uh it was an overwhelming feeling that it always fit well together but this was intense and uh she but starts please, to push you know, back stop. and he's telling her yeah that. like she's a goddess I and had a uh, moment there right like i think he, yeah, Brenda. Holy moly, she said. I guess I did. <laughs> the yep. fireworks that he said. Uh, he, That's right. He's and... connecting with her in a different way than he had before. <laughs> and he's like, don't move. <laughs> don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and this, as I said, this is where my question comes in <laughs> that we didn't ask us. And as they went into a total frenzy, they both had an intense or an orgasm. The train went into the tunnel, let off a lot of steam, <laughs> and and then he stretched over her like a uh, a banner, and relaxed into the blissful oblivion. <laughs> Betty just said, "Julia, you are one lucky girl." And Elena said, "I'm way past hot flashes, but something is going on." <laughs> <laughs> And Kenzie said, I'm muted. I can't with them in this sentence. Nope, not today. <laughs> Hilarious. I love the little train emoji that Shell just put in there. Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. That's exactly right. And uh, they're, they're in this post-coital oblivion. And he told her that he had never, ever had any better. Never. She asked, and he said, no, never. And it's no say never. <laughs> and as their body sunk into the bed, she had a joyous smile because she knew she had him <laughs> just where she wanted him. <laughs> well, she understood the effect on he has on she him. She did. She did. And obviously she knows the effect he has on her. And Betty said he'd be that. And Mango says, the name of my next rock group will be Postcoital Oblivion. <laughs> the PCO. The PCO to, club. To after the TSO. <laughs> says, okay, Jay. Do you now an F with Paul wants to be friends? <laughs> and that is hilarious. <laughs> I think at this point she's like, "Who's Paul? <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's Julia?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Tell notes they uh, understood the assignment. <laughs> they did. They did. They undertook it well, and they completed it. And they they <laughs> yes. did a massive Paul completion. Oh my lord! I said, you know, I I can remember somebody asked me one time. This is, do you smoke after sex or do you smoke? And he said, and they said only after sex. <laughs> Elena says, as the line says, she really is quote the luckiest girl in the universe. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna says, A plus on the final. <laughs> uh, that's oh my right. gosh. Plus extra points. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think they got extra credit on that one. 
Absolutely. And Betty said, hey, I'd be concerned if Julia remembers Paul after having sex with Gabriel. <laughs> you're not wrong there, <laughs> Betty. You know, you're not. To <laughs> for writing such a sensual, beautiful scene. I mean, I know with a lot of writers, that's not a comfortable thing to do. Yeah. And, and I think he, he ha has stated in yeah. chats that he, he really has to be in a mindset to be able to write them. I, re I remember one time E.L. James, when she was writing, I, and I, I don't know whether it was the mister or was in one of the uh, other three novels connected to Fifty Shades that were in, in um, uh, what's his name's point of view, Christmas mm -hmm. point of view. She goes, well, I just have to fan my off and oh, if I self, self off after the scene, I just wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Calling from Mr. Grubby. Shell said, at least he didn't use the word moist. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Somebody, I was, was watching something the other day and, and the actor, uh, mentioned moist and with something else and it, it it wasn't meant to be it wasn't even meant to be a double entendre to it but it was <laughs> <laughs> and anna good point anna she said and every other male is huffing you know this is fiction right <laughs> oh my gosh it doesn't have to uh -huh. be it doesn't unless you want it mm -hmm. to be it's a good guidebook. <laughs> Although these days that's about where it ends with me. So anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I really, again, this attention to detail mm -hmm. is really. Att attention to research. I think he is well-researched in this area. Yeah, probably, and I and I'm just hoping that there were no notes taken during the act. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Pam, you are too much. <laughs> no, I mean, but everything from having the setting the scene with the candles and having her. You know, really having him just kind of step into this role of of, mm -hmm. of control and her True. going with it. I because mean, I you know one of the things I said to you when when you uh, asked me if I had read the chapter and I said, oh, you mean the dominant game? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I, it it definitely um, it definitely gave you uh, shades of Fifty Shades, right? In bit. terms of the the take, in terms of take your clothes yes. off now, not in yes. terms of anything else. Yes, um, anything else they did, but mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, having that with the music and you can just this. He really touched upon all, all the senses in this chapter, and mm -hmm. he made a point of doing mm -hmm. that to put you in that mindset. So, yes. you know, I wonder if he's writing and he's listening to the music or if he's writing and having the uh, maybe a sandalwood candle burning or something just to have, you know, kind of the the the, the sensual mm -hmm. aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Or maybe even has the song playing in his head. Who knows? I sometimes have music playing yeah. in my head. <clears throat> and not to be not to be silly about it, but you know, I mean, there's you, it's like that earworm. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Brenda notes that he gets an A plus. Anna said, "Film at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna or Betty says, "James Bond has a license to kill, and the boss has a license to seduce." <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Now, Elena notes Gabriel definitely graduated at the top of his class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, be a bit like Christian and introduce a, fe- a feather or a baby crop. Drops, yeah, baby crop, not crock, crop. <laughs> you know you want to, Gabriel. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. That is. Oh my gosh. And Beth said, if Gabriel oh comes Lord. around giving me orders, I would be like, what the, am I in the right book or is this an alternate universe? Do I get to mm-hmm. my own safe words? Because it will be pineapple. <laughs> Betty, you are. You mean not popsicle? <laughs> pineapple, Kenzie said. <laughs> hey, to each his or her own. Gosh. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, Very true. Anyway. So I think we are looking at having a podcast next week. We are. We are. <clears throat> We're working out the final details. Well, um, at, I think next week we'll be doing chapter yeah. 28. Yeah. And then we're working on with Betty and with Perling about doing a special podcast mm-hmm. for Paul. Paul birthdays, so. birthday edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brenda said pineapple is a double meaning in the sex world. Watch what you ask for. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. And Betty said, Haha, I didn't know yeah. that, Brenda. Are you talking about on the cruise ships putting the pineapple out? Is that what I'm remembering hearing about? Well, that, you know, um, that was letting that people know that they were swingers and, and that people are welcome to come and join them. There was something else that I heard about swingers, too. I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm not a swinger. <laughs> Elena said, Pam, that is an evil but, laugh. And Brenda said, he, he, yes, or around your neighborhood, she said. I had a neighbor that was, oh, God. Well, I never knew this. We had neighbors down down the end of the street who were into swinging. And um, I, I growing up, I never knew about it, obviously. And then years later, I was, I was um, at my uncle's house at the shore with my mother. And this, old, this older neighbor came over. Um, with a friend of his who had been a police officer for the township police department. And he got to talking with my mom and saying, oh, you know, I know that street. I know this woman, that family. We'd go down there and they'd be having these swinging sex parties, (laughs) orgies in their living room and have to knock on the windows. 
And, you, you know, they didn't close anything, so you knew what was going on. So, yeah. That's as close as I ever got. Gosh. Shell said, that's anyway. how different men and how they treat their significant others. Which is... He wrote the and wonderful you know, to, true. This, I mean, to those you, who deserve had... to be gotten rid of by vampires. Which is... Absolutely. And, you know, even Simon, Simon did have a redemptive yeah. moment. He, he, I don't think he ever fully got it, but he did have that one redemptive mo moment with mm -hmm. the uh, senator's daughter that, yeah. he, that he was hoping to marry. And then, of course, his past caught up with him. Yeah, it would be interesting it. to see if there were other things down the road was. with him um, in a fanfic. Uh, and Mango notes... Pineapple, lemons, bananas, eggplant. We're kind of obsessed with produce. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mangoes. Peaches. Don't forget the, don't forget the mangoes. Mango. And mangoes. No, we can't. No, we can't. <laughs> Kenzie said, I need more coffee after this podcast and Pam nonsense. God help me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Shell said she felt no sympathy for Simon. Betty felt bad for Simon there. She said it. <laughs> and a free peak show. <laughs> and Mango said, right? Mangoes too. So that is yep. true. Simon yep. is still a jackass, Kenzie noted. I don't care to read more about him. Good riddance. He, he is. But I, I, I feel bad in the, in the point where, you know, he... He finally finds somebody that he truly cares about, and because His past of actions come back, it kills the relationship. So I felt bad at that point. I I don't feel bad for whatever happens to him, but you know, because I don't, I this could go both either way for him. It could either totally destroy him, or it could vow him to, yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that in the future chapters. Um, Mango said, Simon got. Oh, yeah. I'm glad oh, yeah. Simon got what he deserved. He has to reckon with all his past actions. Shell feels for the senator's daughter. And Ken simply says, Karma. What goes around mm -hmm. comes around. I think all valid. Absolutely. And those will be great Absolutely. chapters to discuss, actually. You know, I think we exploring whether he really does have remorse and recognizes what he did was wrong, I think will all be part of it. Cheryl notes, she'll miss all of us mm -hmm. next week. Have a blessed Christmas and New Year and enjoy family. Love you all. Yeah, you too, Cheryl. And I hope that yes, this Christmas goes well for you. Uh, Brenda notes one. one last thing on the Simons front. He finally sees what love looks like and he got it taken away like he took it away from others. Very true. Karma, karma. That's true. And Anna says, have an amazing very, very and restful true. holiday. Don't stress about details. The first Christmas was very simple. It's about the people, not the stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's Okay to have a quiet and peaceful day. That's correct. Give yourself that permission. And thank you, Anna. We are going to give ourselves that permission this year. We, you know, one of the things we always did up until a couple years ago was, uh, or I always did until I moved down here with my sister, um, 
we would dress in Christmas pajamas all day. I mean, we we would mm-hmm. spend Christmas Eve with my sister mm-hmm. and then drive home. Uh, sometimes Patrick stayed with my sister for, for Christmas week, sometimes not. But we'd drive home in our Christmas pajamas, having to go to the New Jersey rest areas once at least, and uh, walk into the our house and are still in our Christmas pajamas. And uh, sometimes I was good and had something ready to go in the oven to uh, have Christmas dinner. Sometimes um, Chinese yeah. food was ordered. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. It was always a very peaceful, restful time. So anyway, everybody, I want you all to have a good Christmas. That It's uh, it's such a beautiful holiday for, for family and getting together and being together. And that's, that's Yes, really and there's important. just some lovely messages. Have a, a wonderful Christmas, everyone. Wishing you all the best of the season. May you have peace and joy from Mango. Enzi, hope. All have a wonderful and peaceful holiday season. Love. It will be good. And stars, joy, Shell said, for the holiday season and for the new year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will be. It will be. Yes, it will be. So I am leaving us today with a little Vince Giraldi. Giraldi. Um, uh, with Christmas time is here from not just from Peanuts, but it's a good song. Have a great holiday, everyone. We'll talk take care, everyone. Week. Enjoy your holiday and your family.